Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Thank you for having me. I've never officially met you, but I feel I, like I know you. I was going to say, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. I've never met you. And I remember years ago when Blanche roamed the earth, I must have stumbled upon your Instagram and you were doing all these great things with dogs and you were making all these fun videos. And I thought, oh, this girl's probably so busy because she does like Katy Perry's animals and there's no way. And Emily just booked an appointment and you've been my uh, preferred dog groomer ever since. My only dog groomer. Thank you. I'm honored. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you have quite the roster of clientele. Yeah. And you have quite the following. It's bananas. My assistant's like, say her name. We already know it's Jess Rona. They already clicked on the podcast, but what I think is fascinating about you, Jess Rona, and we're going to talk about your career and everything, is that you really have turned a passion. Because there's so many dog groomers out there. You've turned this into, it's more than dog grooming. You've made it an art form. You've made it accessible to people that know nothing about dog grooming. And now you are a judge on Hot Dog on HBO Max. And the trailer looks so fun. Uh, it's, I mean, thank you. It's really cool. I mean, honestly, like this was never supposed to be. Um, I started grooming dogs in my garage, which is where I started grooming Blanche. Mm. And that I was actually like in a low place when I started making those videos. I was antsy. I was bored. I just grabbed my phone and made these videos because I was just like wanting to do something creative. And then they blew up. And then I became known as this dog groomer that makes these videos. But um, yeah, the garage was just supposed to be me like making money to pay rent so I can like like, be an actress. Yeah. So talk to me about that. So you come from... I'm guessing the East Coast, but I could be wrong. No, I'm from LA. Oh, wow. I know. Okay. I so lived in what? New York for a while. Maybe that's what I'm sensing. My mom's from Brooklyn. It was the Rona. I was like, oh, that, which is a, I'm sure you've gotten the jokes about that last name. Uh, the, it like just clicked for me. <laughs> um, I I was like, oh, she's Italian. She must be from back East. So you're here in LA and you're, you want to be an actress mm-hmm. and you went to dog grooming school. No. Okay. Not at all. And I'm Jewish. Even better. I'm not Italian. Oh my God. I'm Jewish too. Are you fasting today? No. I never okay. do. You? 
Um, I thought about it, but I wake up in excruciating pain in my shoulder every morning and I need to take an ibuprofen and I need food for that. Why does your shoulder hurt every morning? I don't know. I'm guessing you've tried everything. I haven't. I'm also just hoping it'll go away. But in my defense, I only ate half an avocado with no salt so that it was like the closest to fasting I could get. Like no fun with the avocado. For the rest of the day. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll hold off just to give it a whirl. But I also today's the day of atonement, and I don't feel like I have anything to apologize for. Like I feel like I'm a really good person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, man, I've always my sister's a really good Jew, and I'm mm. a horrible Jew. Like, and like I'm a hundred percent Jew, Ashkenazi Jew. I did one of those DNA tests. I'm a hundred. Yeah, there's nothing else. Me too. Really? Like no, no Irish, no Cherokee. I, know. I was like, like, give me something fun. Is there a splash of Spanish? You know, something, something. something. You're hundred percent fully Jewish. Fuck. I mean, it's cool, but it's also like, I wish I had something else. Like, give me like something fun. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, you could have one right. relative who's Polish and one who's Russian. Ooh la la. I'm half Polish and half and half Hungarian. What are you? Okay. Uh, I'm like fully Russian, like fully <laughs> Russian, maybe Polish. I don't think, I mean, I, I know there's a difference, but like fully, fully that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe no we apologize to God or whatever for not being satisfied with being a hundred percent Jewish. That's a, gr- a really great Jewish way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, God, like super pumped. Tell you about the shoulder. Cause I go to this chiropractor named Dr. Phil and he could potentially just, you know, adjust it and it'll okay. be fine. Or you I'll could get that info offline. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it all. Um, because I'm like feeling um, sympathy pains for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think it's a hip thing. Like it's never the thing. It's always like the yeah. note behind the note. Yep. My point is I ate it half an avocado so I could take a fucking ibuprofen. Lord, I wasn't yeah. like enjoying the avocado. No, that's there such like no an salt. anorexic meal. What? There's no salt. You can't enjoy it. I can't. No balsamic, no nothing. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. So... You're in LA and you want to be an actor and you just started grooming, not unlike the girl that like cuts all the hair in the dorm room. You're like, I'll start grooming dogs. Mm-hmm. What was the first, like, what was the impetus for that? You were like, I like dogs. I have these scissors. No. Let's see what happens. Like nothing, none of that. <laughs> I don't, I grew up with cats. I didn't know anything about dogs. My mom would go to PetSmart. She would drive 20 minutes to PetSmart because they had the only kind of cat food her cat would eat. So I would go with her. I was like 18 and, and there was a help wanted sign. And when you, when you look at the application for different jobs at PetSmart, you can like, there's a little list. It's like work in the aquatic section, work with birds, be a cashier, dog bather. And I was like, who's clicking bather. work with birds? Who's like, Ooh, you I want to work I mean? with aviation. <laughs> I don't know. That's airplanes. Aviation, aviation technician. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. Whatever, yeah. Like work in the bird section. Who wants the to work in the section? Sure. It was a long Hamster aspect. Alley. But, right. um, but I was like, oh my God, dog bather. That's fun. That's like nothing I've ever done. And I knew nothing about dogs. My manager, I tell this story, but like my manager was like, can you go put this lead on the lab in the back and bring them out? And I was like, what's a lead and what's a lab? That's where <laughs> I was at. I knew nothing. Right. I was at zero. And so I just started bathing dogs and I was terrible at it for so long. I was a teenager. I was just trying to make money to buy a car. You know, it was never supposed to be this thing. Um, And I was also going to acting school. And then I was, I was waiting tables at night and grooming dogs during the day. My dream was to just be a waitress so that I can (laughs) go on auditions during the day and wait tables at night. Like all the cool waiters at Buca de Beppo on City Walk, which is where I worked for so long. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, I moved to New York and just started doing improv at UCB. And then that became my whole life. So I was waiting tables and doing improv. And that was my whole world. I didn't want to groom dogs. It was just this thing I knew how to do, but I just didn't want to do it. But then after six years of waiting tables, you're like, I don't want to wait tables anymore. Oh yeah, I know how to do this thing. I'm going to go back to that. So I was like, if I'm going to do this dog grooming thing and this improv thing, I'm going to get um, like really good at both of these things. Mm-hmm. So I would like, I, I started doing grooming competitions. I'm like giving you the very short version, but I started grooming competitions. I would go to trade shows and like take all the classes I could. I would just practice and just learn everything I could about dog grooming um, and do improv shows every night. And <laughs> so it's just... 
so crazy that um, my two worlds are colliding on this show, which is like bananas. It's like improv and dog grooming. Who knew? I think it's interesting because it to me, I mean, it's crazy in the sense that like those two typically don't converge. But if you really look <laughs> no. at it, because we get a lot of questions on the show about passion and pursuing things, you chose these two things. You're like, I'm going to work really hard at these two things versus spreading yourself really thin and doing all this stuff. And I think it's super admirable that you're like, I don't really want to be a dog groomer, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. And you took those classes and you, you know, I, I always respect people that like go out and get that ed- extra education and really dive into it. Because dog grooming has sort of, at least for the masses, for the unwashed masses, it has blown up. I, I'm sure you've heard and or watched that competitive dog grooming documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it's one. the one where they like dye the dogs all different colors and Those stuff. Are all from the my dog. friends. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, and because there were some girls on there that are like brand new, and they're like, "This is just what I want to do." And you see a passion mm-hmm. in them, and on your documentary as well, there's there's an art to it, to you know, sculpting your dog to look like Mount Rushmore or something. It's not just making dogs look like they're going to the Westminster uh, Kennel Club show or whatever it says. So I think that that's I think people listening will appreciate that you took two things. You're like, I really want to do that. And so you started making these videos, which I think is cool because when I watched them, I remember thinking like, oh, this girl has a sense of humor. This isn't one of those ironic, like your like immigrant grandfather started grooming dogs and doesn't get why it's funny. Like you had a sense of this and you just didn't realize it would blow up. Yeah. Well, I remember sending one video to the dog's parents. Like I made this for your, for your, for you guys. And they're like, oh my God, like their reaction yeah. told me that it was something. So I was like, this is just your dog's ears flying in the air to a Beyonce song. Have fun. And they were like, no, no, no. Like I'm putting this on Reddit. This has to be or whatever. I don't know how to put something on Reddit, but, um, do you know <laughs> I don't either. Reddit? I don't know. Anything. My assistant um, knows so much about Reddit and um, I, it's a scary place yeah, to me. It's the same, but like basically people's reactions to it made me think it was something. And I guess that's how you, is that how you work too in comedy? It's like, you don't really know, or sometimes you really know, you're like, this is amazing. But then sometimes you're like, is this good? I need, I need some kind of reaction as a comedian. Um, I feel like that's a thing. I feel like it's more as a writer. I'm like, is this good? And someone's like, no, this, you were on the right path. Um, but I can tell you the first time, I think I took Blanche the first time and I I went because I was like, I need this video. I, I sent her and I was like, because I want this video of my dog. And I think I didn't get one. And I was angry. <laughs> like, I was like, why do we sound all the way to the valley? You can go at like, and I was just like, well, send her back. I can't ask her for the video because she's obviously busy. No, you can. You can. No, I didn't know you. But I kept going back because. Did I not? Yeah. I didn't make one. Oh my God. No, you did eventually, Calm but I think your dog oh, down. What do you know, think I this do. is? I what do you think this is? A I podcast with the dog person. Well, a lot of people had like dog training questions for you, and I was like, she's not a dog trainer, so I'm not going to ask you those questions. I can't. Well, people wonder how I get the dogs to stay so calm for my videos. What happened? Oh wow, I see dog feet. I'm just trying to pick her up. I'm just trying to get her to stop growling. The, the uh, AV guy is here and. She hears him and she's very suspicious and she, yeah. she's protecting I'm so sorry. We, we think is she, that. or is she protecting herself? And I happen to be here. Debatable. That yeah. Is, I don't think she don't know the answer to. She has no honor. Uh, you know what you did? It was, um, anyways, we'll get into it, but, uh, you, 
you had made one of Blanche, I think, but you didn't post it. You didn't post her video that day to your Instagram account. And I was like, people need to see my daughter. I wasn't angry, but I was like, we got to hopefully next time. And you did. And and it's still on your page, uh, as is the one of Tianfu, which is beautiful. I don't usually edit the video right away and post it right away. It depends on my day. If I had a full day, I'm exhausted. I'm not, I don't want to go edit videos after work. But then edit other people's dog videos. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it does bring me joy, but sometimes I do. It just depends on how my day is going. No, that is 100% valid. I like do everything in real time. Like every email gets answered in the moment. I'm a total really? maniac that way. So I'm like, why wouldn't she just post it the second she was done clipping? <laughs> really? I have no patience, but that's, that's on me. Either. I know. Did you love your love boat video? You made a video for those of you who want to look on. I I don't maybe look on Jess's because she has more concentrated dog videos on her Instagram. She made a video of Tianfu uh, to the love boat theme song. And there's like a a beautiful scarf that I kept for a very long time flowing (laughs) in the wind. And it really helps you to kind of see your dog in a different light. Really? Because Yeah, because everybody has the voices they do for the dogs and the personality. But then you put a song that I never would have thought of. And I'm just like, oh, maybe she is a graceful vacationing lady, not a baby. Because you have a love for 70s culture. Is that right? I really do. 50s, 60s, 70s. I'm so about it. I love it. Anonymous asks for Jess Rona, how did you come to love the 70s nostalgia so much? It's such an overlooked era decor wise. Is that true? And I love your focus on style in the new salon. Thank you for giving me all the doodle inspiration as we currently flooded with them here in Metro Atlanta area. Ooh, a lot of doodles. The whole wood paneling decor situation happened organically. It my garage where I started grooming dogs had wood paneling on the walls. That was Mm. why the wood paneling became a thing. It was just like that, and I was like, "This is great." So over time, I would just like collect dog pictures. Like I would, I remember one I found at a thrift store when I went to visit my husband's parents in Portland. And there was just like this beautiful 60s kind of headshot of a German shepherd smiling. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. And I bought it and hung it on my wall. And that was the first time I bought a dog portrait. And it just kind of organically became a thing without me really trying. The couch that I had in my all my pictures was just like this old couch that I had. And it was small, so the dogs can hang out on it. And it was all ratty before um, I got it reupholstered, but it was like, it used to be just like this ratty, tiny little couch that I would just keep for the yeah. dogs to hang out on. Right. Um, so there was I- no planning, except when I did open up my shop, which I just did a month ago, I made it just like garage 2.0. It was more like curated. I love that. It's like when they built the Wayne's World set and like made it professional, like yeah. based off what the basement was. <laughs> I, and I love that. And I think having a vibe to it because you go to an Instagram account for an experience and it has like, it, it's a, it's very specific. It's not accidentally put together. Like it's done beautifully. Like you curate it. You obviously have like an eye for design. Thank um, you. I love yeah. thinking of it as if it's like Wes Anderson meets Bewitched. That was- Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was my inspiration for the new shop. Two very specific comps. People have a lot of questions. Jessica underscore Ann 83. Hey, Jess, Eliza, Emily, Tofu, and all of Tofu's little bows. She goes, she vacillates between Tofu and Tianfu. It depends on how white we are. I call her Tofu. Yeah, that's okay. Tofu's the it cutest was, thing ever. 
Tian it's Fu. the cutest name ever. Because when her name's Tian Fu, and I was like, are people going to be able to say this? But because everyone's so afraid of looking racist, people spit it right out. They're like, Tian Fu, absolutely. But if you know her as Tofu, then she's Tofu. Um, want to share how excited I am that Jess Rona Grooming uh, is on my favorite podcast. I found her Insta during the start of Corona, and I fell in love. Her Spotify playlist gives me life. Backstory, my sister's dog, a.k.a. my niece puppy, has crazy <laughs> nail trimming anxiety. She'll give a paw on command, but it's more like a quick punch because there isn't any way she's going to let you hold her paw. Forget about trimming her nails. She gets super aggressive. As a result, the poor pup is like Bambi on ice when she walks on hardwood floors. She even tries to bite her nails. She won't even let me let a vet trim them. I'm not sure any groomer near us will be able to help. Any advice you could share to help my poor niece puppy would be appreciated. Love you all and thanks for the help. Oh, wow. What a great question. There's still some questions I have, like, are they black nails? Um, Mm. Because black nails are a little more difficult to do on your own. And if you do accidentally click the nail and cut it too short, you've lost the trust. I think it's just panic. So what I would do is have someone hold the dog and hug her head really tight. And also, if you want to go an extra step further on Amazon, you can get these cute fuzzy cones for dogs. And they have ones that look like lions or pandas. And that way the dog can't bite you. And it, they mm. look, it's comfortable. It's not like a plastic cone. So what I would do is have someone hold the dog, hug the dog's head really close so that they- Like a chokehold. Like a chokehold, but with love. Um, right. Do one nail, only one. And then give a treat, let the dog go. And do one nail every day or one nail every week. And that way by, you know, it'll just be like over time. And then- make sure you just take a little tiny bit off because if you go too short and you lose the trust of the dog, you have to just really work on regaining trust again. Mm. Did you see that video? There's a video of a couple holding a chihuahua and the chihuahua has a, a large cardboard box like that's open underneath the head. So there's someone squatting under, like it looks like a table and the uh-huh. head is sticking out. Yeah. So I don't know how big this dog, what if the dog's really big? I don't even that's know. That's the other thing. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. Dog is but really that's... Go to Good. a different vet. If you can't get it done at a vet, go to another vet, go to another groomer, keep going to different places. Because people come to me and they're like, you're the first person that was ever able to trim my dog's nails. And I'm thinking like, it wasn't even that crazy. So maybe it's just the person. Yeah, maybe it's the vibe. Like they walk in, they're like, ooh, wood paneling. Let me smoke some <laughs> weed. Let me have sex yeah. on this couch. Yes. They feel good there. Dax is a name. Always happy to see more dog lovers on the show. Question for Jess and Eliza. Do you have any strong opinions or roasts of any particular breed of dog? After working in a kennel for two years, I believe each breed has their own personality archetype. For example, in my opinion, huskies are just over-emotional toddlers who can run 20 miles an hour and need to... And then it got cut off, Emily. No. And need to something. Oh my God, is Emily Sorry, Dax. Fired? Emily is... Emily no, but her wages will be garnished. Okay. With celery. Uh, Do you have opinions about different breeds? I could get one. I mean, here's the thing. I love animals, but I'm not like an animal fanatic. And like, I love my dogs and I love a sweet dog. I don't understand poodles. I don't know why you'd want one. Um, They're like one of my favorite, favorite breeds. They're so smart. They're so smart. They're elegant. They're amazing. They're just wonderful, loyal, smart dogs. I need... My dog is not the brightest dog, and I'm okay with that because Blanche was like a small person. Tianfu is very athletic, great jump ability, great enthusiasm off the bench. Um, 
a certain, like, do you have a dog that comes in and you're just like, ugh, an affin pincher? Like, are there dogs yeah. that are just like, what? You got it because you know. For me, it's like, oh God, this dog's a lot of work. It's like a lot of, of it's this dog's going to take me four hours to groom. And that's a lot of work. What kind of dog? Or can you we just that? recently had a big, humongous Bouvier come over. And the What's dog, Bouvier? The Bouvier is like a, I'll show you a picture. Oh, I mean, Bouvier. Like oh, you humongous. They look like humongous schnauzers. They're, this dog was the one of the biggest dogs I've ever seen. This dog had a lot of fluff and he was totally brushed out. Oh. But it was like okay. a lot, a lot of work. And it took a lot of work. us all day long. We had to have two people groom him. It was just like one of those things where it's just... one of. The- I also Do don't you- love a Wheaton Terrier. There, I said it. I'm sorry if I offend anyone. I don't That's love like. Wheaton. That's like the Kennel Club dog show dog is a Wheaton. You always hear like the Wheaton Terrier. It's like in the like Terrier group. Also like Wheaton Terrier people never fix their dogs and their dogs are always like pissing on everything. Is that for breeding purposes? Yeah. Do you think? I don't know. Oh, You know what? These dogs um, in the face look a little bit like peak career Goldie Hawn, just like floppy blonde <laughs> hair. Yeah. And isn't a Wheaton Terrier the one in Lady and the Tramp that's like, he's a tramp, but I love him. It's like, I thought, is it? No, I thought it was a, uh, I don't know. PC blonde hair. Maybe you're right. But it was Maybe. a Spaniel. No, no. She, like just one of the, one of the ones that sings, not one of oh, the, not Lady. Yeah. Potentially. Interesting. Um, Rewatch that. Uh, and what's so great about dogs is even if you have an ugly dog, like even if you have like one of those Spuds McKenzie dogs or like one of those Chinese Cresseds, if it's a sweet dog, it becomes beautiful. Of course. I could not agree more. I yeah. love a little weirdo. Give me a snackle yeah. tooth smush face. Like yeah. I'm, I'm so in. Please love me. Mrs. Underscore Appleton, groomer from Canada here. My name is Tess and I work in a shop that's mostly shave downs and Shave downs. Any tips on how to slowly start to let me do something with a little a little more of my style? I used to work in a different province. Okay, they're Canadian. And I feel like I never did shave downs and my clients were fine with me trying different cute cuts. And here it's a lot harder for people to try something new. You sound like you live in central Canada. She says you're both amazing. What are your tips? She says, I sound like I live in central Canada. I was reading it and like in my mind, like in Saskatchewan, they're less likely to be like, let's have oh, fun than like on the coastal oh, okay. city. I should have paused. Uh, before inserting my agenda. I get this question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to say, I I try to use vague terms when I'm checking in a new client. I use Mm. terms like, do you want something cute? Or can I play with a fun style? It's super vague and I have control. And I also do know that I'm in a very privileged position where people know my work and they're like, do whatever you want. I'm just so happy to be here, which is how (laughs) that is unbelievably rare for a groomer to experience that. And I've lived the other side for so many years where you feel like you have to prove yourself, but I could do something cute. And, and so I totally, I mean, I would just start using vague terms and then also just gauge like how often do you want to come over? If you're once a month kind of person, maybe I can play with a different fun kind of cute puppy haircut. And that's really not describing anything. Yeah. So she will have control. It's just. If they get mad, you're like, I just said cute. I just said cute. They won't. Get, and, and, and if they get mad, you can say when, when they pick up, you can say like, give me feedback. I like, if you love something, let me know. If you want me to change anything, let me know. Sometimes it takes me a couple tries to get the perfect haircut. So I do stuff yeah. like that. 
Mrs. Appleton, this is assuming that you're not a total maniac and you're not like shaving off half of one dog's ear and being like, it's art. <laughs> so assuming you are good at it. Yeah. He, Jess is giving you the way to do it. Yeah. Um, Jess, as you were talking just now, and I hope you take this as a compliment. Oh, geez. You could fill in doing voiceovers for Kim Kardashian. Have you ever been told I, that you sound like her? No. It's it's this, it's soothing. It's high <laughs> versus like, like a Chloe deep voice. Oh yeah. Oh my God. No really? one's. I've never been told that, but thank maybe you. Maybe if you slow down, like if you say something like, say like, um, oh say, my God, you guys. That is, you know, I that's exactly. So much money. I don't know how to spend it. There's that fucking is improv that background. Game? It's really good. Can you just say, can you be like, Courtney, stop. Oh my God. Courtney, stop. Oh my God. I don't feel it, man. I don't know. You don't have look. Whatever. If you see it, you know, I'm sure I hear nice it. Lady. Um we have I, I'm glad that you don't feel it. Cause I don't you know, you don't need to feel it, but it's it's a compliment and it might be good for voiceover work as like in case she's too busy to do commercials like, for like, skims. Yeah, or like ADR for the show. Actually, her show's That's what I'm talking about. Or over. Not canceled. Oh. Like, moving on. It's okay. You're they're like, fine. I-, I think they're okay. After 17,000 like- years of keeping up with the Kardashians, they're moving on. You're like, um, your show's canceled and mine is just starting. <laughs> on HBO Max, watch Hot Dog. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. There it is. Um, Doomsday underscore raps. Was there anyone putting you down for what you wanted to do when you were a child and was, or, but we've already established you didn't want to do this as a child. So we'll just say, was there anyone putting you down for what you wanted to do? And was it what you're doing now that, and was it what you are doing now that they put you down about, or is it what pushed you towards this? Let's rephrase that. Let's ask when you started, you're like, I'm going to take dog grooming really seriously. Was anyone like, oh, maybe not. Maybe not, never school? for dog grooming, but totally for acting. Um, my father wasn't the most supportive of being an actor. And I was like, I want to be an actress. And he's like, oh, so you want to be a waitress? Um, and I just remember that conversation and I was just like, no, I'm really going to do it. But, um, I've always known I was at some day going to be an actor of some kind. I didn't ever think Mm -hmm. I would be like on a reality type of show. But I mean, I knew it was going to, I was going to do something and I'm working on other projects right now that I'm excited about, which will help with the acting side. Right. But so that's your answer. People who tell you that you can't do uh, something or you shouldn't do something or they look down upon it, just know that they have a filter that they're seeing everything through. And that filter is created by their own life and their own experiences. And it has nothing to do with you. It's their own Mm. fear. It's their own potential like protection of you. So so it just, anybody else's fear put on you is completely their own. And, and it has nothing to do with you. Anyone's opinions of you have nothing to do with you. It's their own life. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope you guys heard that as we fix everyone's life here. It's so true. And I also would even take it a step further. If that 
person saying you shouldn't do this deters you, then you shouldn't do it, especially for acting, especially for entertainment, or if you want to be a musician or an entrepreneur, if all it takes is one person to derail you, then you, you weren't, you didn't have the stuff to do it, you know, but you're totally right about that. It is their own fears. Or if you feel derailed in the moment and you, and you start living a different life based on someone else, and then you wake up one day and realize I, I don't want this. They were wrong. Then you fucking go for it. This is mm. your one life. At the, as the you that is you, this is your one life. So make it count and make it good. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. And so what makes you think like this? Because not everybody taps into these sort of affirmations and deeper thinking. Like, so are you... Do you read on this? Did did you have a near-death experience? No, nothing. I am, I just was very unsatisfied in my life for so long. And I was coasting and I was smoking pot every day. And I was just kind of allowing fear and insecurity to um, rule my life. And I finally woke up and I was like, I'm very unsatisfied. And you get what you tolerate in life. You just get what mm. you tolerate. And I just kind of was like, I don't, this isn't, if I keep doing this for the next five years, where is that going to be? And that's just a good question to ask. If you continued this path for five years, where are you going to be? And are you going to be happy? And I just want Ooh. something big. And I do, I do study this daily. It's like a big part of my life. Can you give people some, I'm, I'm sure people are listening being like, oh my God, I'm so glad I tuned into this podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, give a, give a book or something that, cause oh I know that God. people, especially my fans, they like this kind of stuff. So tell me, give, give someone a good, what are you reading now? What have you read that you liked? Well, the part about someone else's fear is the four agreements. Definitely yes. read that. Everyone's in their own dream. It's a, it's a beautiful book. It's really simple and easy to understand. And it's a life changer. Jen. I have it uh, sitting in my guest bathroom toilet. Really? In case you need to take a dump. And yeah, and we have that in the ponder in that Paul Cohila book. What? I was just saying, and you need to ponder life and while you're on yeah. the toilet. Um, yeah, I, in someone else's house. I listen to audiobooks as I work, and I love all of the You Are a Badass books by Jen Sincero. I've seen her live. I'm obsessed with her. She changed my life. She's the one who made me like change everything. Mm. Um, you are a badass. You are a badass at making money, all that stuff. Um, there's also a book by Rhonda Byrne called The Magic. And that's just basically a daily gratitude practice that is just life-changing too. 
write these things down, you guys. Maybe we'll put a link. Three top of my top books, but like I'm all I'm all into it. Like I'm kind of a crazy person about it. I mean, what what better to be crazy about than like manifesting your own happiness and being positive and grateful and those things are all great. And I think it's something that people talk about a lot. Um, but actually don't follow through in practice. I'm talking about it on stage. I'm not making this about me, but there's the Jen Sincero book. And then there's, for every Jen Sincero, there's a thousand other women that are like, I'll make my Instagram like a positive place. And it's like, but you're not a positive person and you're putting it out there because you're hurt. It really is, you have to practice what you preach. And it is so personal. It's not about other people. It's about you beaming from the inside and constantly questioning your own path and doing the things. I always say that to people like, what's your 10 year plan? What's that five year plan? What are you going to do in the next two weeks? It's happening right now. Oh yeah. I love that. And also like these people who are trying really hard to have their cute, you know, quotes and stuff on Instagram, you know, they're humans and they're flawed and it's just up to us to take what is meaningful to us or what can help us. But I also love Abraham Hicks. Um, and I'm just starting to, Abraham Hicks talks about like kind of being a puppeteer with your thoughts and choosing mm. joyful thoughts. And I'm like, but if I'm like, she talks about pivoting. Like if you think like, oh, this is fucked up, you know, and it feels bad to like pivot your thought in that moment, like a puppeteer and change it, which is really hard. Um, but I'm just, some, that's something I'm working on too. Yeah. Oh, that's probably a lifelong practice. I, I've had a couple friends who were like, I'm just choosing to be positive now. And it really is a choice. And I can't say that it's one that I always make, but it really is a choice to be like, I'm not letting that thought come into my head. Yeah, I don't. I had it this morning. All the time. Oh, no. What were you going to say? No, I was saying I had it this morning. I was laying in bed and my neck, my shoulder hurt, which led me to think about something else, which led me to be like, oh, and you weren't invited to do that show. Like, oh, you didn't get invited to go to Dave Chappelle's house in Ohio. You are a fucking loser. (laughs) Like, And then I was like, you know what? I haven't even opened my eyes yet. So maybe... We'll just go and pretend we're going to fast for Yom Kippur and do a podcast and go back to work. And like, did that help you feel any better? Like, It helped me feel better to actively decide I wasn't going to feel bad. But the negative thought doesn't. And I've done it enough that I'm like, what's the outcome here? Just being anxious? Which we already are, so. Well, yeah, but like sometimes I feel like, am I lying to myself by like switching my thought? And the main thing, the whole point of it is to feel better because feeling good brings more feeling good. And it's so simple. So I just, basically I just try to feel good, but honestly, and like just the other day I was feeling like shit. I'm in a lack mentality all day. Nothing's enough. I'm not doing good. Like it's just, I'm just really going into lack and I'm just like, you know what? I'm having a bad day. That's what it is. This is how it is. It's not always going to be like this. So I, right. It's, it's not always going to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm having a bad day. I feel like shit. Everything's shit. It's just going to be shit today. And that's, that's okay. You know, I think there's something to be said for playing around that. My aunt, who's a life coach and extremely spiritual, Ooh, she was, you know, your aunt's yeah. a life coach. She would talk to me one time about like, you know, I was like, I walk up to this counter and this woman's about being a bitch. And she was like, try to play with the energy, like trying to turn it around which does require energy. Like if someone's rude saying like, hey, how's your day going? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, uh, I'm a person. I'm a person too. My day 
thanks for asking, you know? Um, wow. I can't next level. That's next level. She can do it. I'm just like, what's your problem? I don't yeah, I ever yeah, snap. Yeah. I just kind of, but the good thing about having a bad day is that you get to unwind extra hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it always balances out, you know, like it just doesn't stay bad, but I sometimes can't no. fight it. And I just, am like, you know what? Fuck it. But um, when, when I'm like at a counter and someone's a dick to me, I will just think to myself something like, oh God, they just had a breakup or their mom died or like. Totally. It's not you. I walked around for the longest time. I'm like, why do people like, how could you, how could she hate me? She's making my sandwich. Like <laughs> she hates that she's making the sandwich, but it can't be me. There's no way I made that bad of an impression. Oh no. In, um, in that situation, it was you. Just that was one time me. it was you. And that's, I, yeah. I'm sorry to say that. It was you. I, I appreciate that feedback. I did ask for extra avocado and uh, she had to go get it from the back. Caitlin and Finesse. Hi, Jess. Now back to like very grounded questions. Okay. I have a seven-year-old 4.5 pound Yorkie named Sheldon who hates getting his face groomed. What would you suggest to help him calm the F down before and before or during his grooming? I would take the dog on a very long hike or walk before the grooming, give them CBD and, you know, work slowly. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot, not a ton of information. I don't know. I would just like <laughs> the dog out and just maybe go slow. I, I'm not sure. Some dogs are just loons. Some dogs are just loons. They're weird about certain parts. Big, blonde, and proud. Do you know anyone who grooms cats? That's a great question. Any recommendation? Long hair cats getting a bit of a mat issue as she's getting older and not able to groom herself as well. Yeah. Are there cat groomers? Oh yeah. Um, there's totally cat groomers everywhere. So with cats, I would get a really good slicker brush and brush your cat every day or every other day so that you can prevent the mats. Cats should not be the only ones in charge of cleaning themselves. Think about it. Mm. They're licking themselves. They're licking dirt and oil from your hands into their body. They're ingesting your disgusting hand dirt into their body. They're not, very spiritual. They're not getting bathed or groomed. Um, and so I would say if you have a cat, get them bathed every three months, just at a, at a groomer, just get them bathed if they can, if not, like, don't worry about it, but that's ideal. That's ideal. Cats are crazy too. Um, but also cat skin is very porous. So if you shave a cat, I know, isn't that weird? So if you shave mm -hmm. a cat and let's say you use like a cleanser or something and they lay down on the floor where you clean like that cleanser will absorb into their bloodstream and did oh, you know no. like when you put flea meds on on a cat they can taste it right away and oh like a, like a flea oh. medicine on a cat like the the oil kind yeah. it just goes right into their bloodstream and they taste it they're much more sensitive and porous than and spongy than we realize so if you yeah. cannot shave your cat i don't recommend it because you're taking off their first line of defense against the elements, which is their coat. So, <laughs> so I would just, but also some cats need to be shaved because they get too matted, you know, and it doesn't hurt them. It's just not awesome for them. I don't know. Did that help? I hope that helps. You had such a wealth of information. <laughs> I mean, I think so many of us are listening, cat owners that are just like, I had no idea. So it definitely helps more than 
the no information. Sorry, we're trying to push the dog through a shelf so she'll stop. Get your dog right. under control. What the I fuck can't. do you think we're doing here? Get that we're, animal I'm, out of here. Get that animal out of here. And imagine also if I was like uh, the dog. <laughs> and the dog. And the dog, Emily. Um, we'll ask one more question. You sort of answered this, but in case you wanted to go into detail, Steph underscore lovely. Hello, I want to be on your level of grooming. What do you recommend or any advice do you have for getting my dog grooming skills up to your level? I've been grooming for five years and I would love to do dog shows, but I have no idea where to start. Ooh. Would love to shadow you one day. I love this question so much. Okay, ready? Okay. Get a pen out, sister. Or brother. Pull your cars over and get it out. Pull your cars over, get your pens out. So get a subscription to learntogroomdogs.com. You can use code JessR10 and get 10 bucks off. Um, That has so many videos for dog groomer. And also if you're not a groomer and you want to learn grooming, you can get a subscription there. Go to um, Super Styling TV. It's Jay Scruggs and Sue Zecco's um, educational app. It's an app that you can download that you can get a ton of information on. Get learn notes from the grooming table is, an, is a wonderful book that I highly recommend. Go to the trade shows once the world's not in a global pandemic. Go to the trade shows, take all the classes, get private lessons from groomers. I mean, as a person, as a groomer, you have to seek information. No one's going to just be like, here's how to do it. You have to be active and seek information. Elizabeth Gibbs is a wonderful example. She's a groomer who was like a very baby, baby groomer who just started competing and now she's winning all these awards because she's going out and seeking the information. There's um, Pro Groomer Network, which is a a Facebook page, um, and you can get so much information there. I mean, there's just tons of information out there. And also, yeah, shadow a groomer. I don't really have people shadow me, but I teach- I don't want you at my house. I don't want you at my house, um, but I teach private lessons and- you can go to my website if you're interested in that, but um, I probably won't do it for a long time because we're in a pandemic. But right. um, but that's that you're on the right track. If you want to shadow a groomer, that's exactly what you should do. Oh, uh, Jess, once again, really wish you had more information when people ask you specific questions. Thanks for just not really contributing anything. So now... Because we have a lot of people, you know, I, I figured you wouldn't want to answer all dog questions, although your answers have been enlightening, elucidating, even for people who don't groom dogs. Um, What's elucidating? It's ba- it's like shedding light on. <laughs> You're very smart. You're so articulate. Anytime, I just love listening to you talk. Oh, you are so, you. and I love when you do your voices. This is just unrelated, but I just I appreciate that. Do you read a lot? Not as much as I, not as much as I mess up like a very simple word. Uh, I read a lot of articles, but I, and I used to read a lot of books and I just haven't lately because at the end of the day, I'm like, I just need to zone out and do nothing. I I used to read a lot. Yeah. You can tell that you're a reader. You can just tell my husband's a reader. I'm not a reader. You guys, you just use really, you can articulate things that you, thank you. you know, do you know? Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I am an information seeker. So it's less for me. I'm not, I'm never like, I'm in a book club and I'm reading, reading, reading because I'm always, I know you have to intake information, but I have to put out so much information. I really, like if I see a word and I don't know it, I have to look it up. I have dictionary.com on my phone. I love words. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Total that etymologist. It. 
And uh, I just, if I see something online, I'm like, I got to read more. But like, I hate the idea that I would, th- I know that there's so much I don't know. And I hate having like a stone unturned that I could flip over myself. Fascinating. I do like info. What a beautiful outlook on life. Can you imagine if everyone was like that? Just seekers of knowledge. It's so special. It's a very special thing that you have, by the way. Thank you. It's here. Great. I appreciate that. Because then I look at other people, like I read like a Patton Oswalt tweet and I'm like, I, I feel like a fourth grader and he's, you know, getting his doctorate. And so I'm like, you know, like I'm always trying to like up my game. I always, and I'm sure it has to do with like insecurity or being in control, but I do love the info. It doesn't. It, doesn't. it has to do with that thing inside of us that sparkles, that wants to grow. The plant, the seed, the seed wants to grow. You know, the tree of knowledge. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to know as much as possible. I love it. My mother is super autodidactic as well. She reads so many books and does not every call. She's like, here's a book. I'm like, let me guess. It's about World War II. It's historical fiction. And after as a Jew, especially like if (laughs) I read Sarah's Key, I read City of Thieves, I read The Nightingale and like you read these things and, you know, you can't get past that. No matter what aspect of World War II they're covering, I'm like, okay, there were Jews burning. So I don't want to think about that time. Others should, but I'm good. I'm done with the World War II historical fiction. Are your grandparents survivors? No, just Jewish. We're like fifth or fourth generation American. Really? Okay. Which I'm very proud of. My father was born in a refugee camp in Germany and all my grandparents are survivors. I should have asked that. Now I feel bad. I was, I should have said, and you? I I feel like it's a really, I mean, it's just a part of my history that is like, it's crazy. And- and are your grandparents you. still alive? No, the last one just passed away. I'm sorry. She was 95. It's, she was 95. She lived a long, long life. And for people listening, because most of my fans are Christian nurses um, <laughs> did you, from like Minnesota, did your grandparents have the numbers tattooed on their arms? They did. Yeah. Wow. When wow. I grew up, like, I can't buy a German car. It's going to happen again. They're going to come after us again. Like a lot of anxiety. Right. Right. Um, On the note of the German car, I remember my father one time saying to me, any Jew who buys a German car is a traitor. And then I said, you had a BMW. And my dad goes, I was a traitor. (laughs) (laughs) A legend. My husband's Catholic. Right. Eric Edelstein, people think he's Jewish. He's Catholic. Yeah. He He went to Catholic school. He's very much not a Jew. Because I guess if it's Edelstein, if it's Edelstein, it's Jewish, but Edelstein could just be German. I don't know. I mean, he's like, he's, he's a mutt, but he's not Jewish. And that's another thing. Like you have to marry a Jewish man. Otherwise Hitler gets his way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, oh, that's what you grew up hearing because as a Jew. Sweet Jewish mother. Yeah, that's a weird fear to instill because as a Jew, I'm like, if I marry someone else who's fully Jewish, we just like 90% increase the risk of our kid having Tay-Sachs. And so, in fact, my husband is half Jewish, but we still had to do a genetic test to make sure we weren't related. Like, it's something you have to do. Really? Our grandparents, we didn't know each other. Like, we're from different states. Our grandparents are buried in the same cemetery on Long Island. No. Isn't that weird? That is so weird. And I was like, let's make sure we're not related. Wow. Turns out we are, but we kept the, we kept it going. Oh, mom. No, that'd be so, 
<laughs> That'd be so gross if you're like it, just to know that it'd be so gross. Um, I'm gonna ask you this, and then we'll ask a personal question, and then we'll do top of the cob. Tara the great. Tara Tate the great. Liza, baby, I'm Jess Townfu. Uh, besides, she's a snow peach and Blanche waits, which is the account of my dead dog, which doesn't get a lot of new content. What are some favorite dog pet Instagrams to follow? Also, any tips on dog dental care? But you could just answer the first part if you want. Get your dog's teeth cleaned regularly. Um, I, I can go on about dental care if you want. Um, I love shoe and tree. S-H-U and tree, T-R-E-E. Her Instagram is K-Good, but take it a step further. Check out her YouTube because, I mean, I talk about her so much. I love her so much. She's in South Korea. Her name is Jo Yoon. She makes the most amazing videos on YouTube. Sometimes okay. I'll come out at the end of a day and just watch her groom dogs. Um, is it soothing? It's so soothing. I love her. She'll like put them in a bubble bath and massage their heads. <gasps> I've seen those. Mm-hmm. That's her. I love seeing a dog luxuriate. Yeah, same. Oh, I love that. Um, what's another good? I mean, she's my literally my favorite internet presence of a dog account. I love round boys. Do you follow round mm. boys? No. It's just round animals. Oh, round animals. I follow the hashtag round animals. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, those are the top two I can think of off the top of my head. What's other? I mean, I'm going to think of a million. Oh, Bichon Tori is hilarious. Bichon Tori. It's a little Bichon named Tori. Who knew? Who knew? I, who knew? I love... At the beginning, uh, Dax was asking, you know, if we have any dogs we can roast. I will tell you, I stand for a Pomeranian. Mm -hmm. I love them. I've never had one in my sketch show. I cast a Pomeranian. I just think they are exquisite droplets Hold of on, perfection. I'm to show you this video. If you guys, I don't know how to find this video, but it's a, it's a woman opening a door <laughs> for a hundred Pomeranians. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God. There's so okay, many. So it's, oh, it's round boys. Round dot boys. There's so you many. guys. And look at the one at the end. Look at that little guy at the end. The little Just white little, one. I mean, that one kills me. So if you go to round boys, that is it. There's a video of a, of a lady opening a gate and then like a bajillion palms. It just doesn't end. Enter the um, when I was shooting my sketch show, I lived in Brooklyn for a month. Other than that, like I've never lived in New York. And in my neighborhood, there was a Merle Pomeranian, mm -hmm. which, you know, for those of you, I mean, how do you describe Merle, Jess? Like it's marbly. It, it, it's like black and white spots, but also brown, like but also, eyes. yes, blue eyes, which a Pomeranian's expensive and you know a Merle Pomeranian's like extra expensive. And it was this like elusive thing. Like I'd only see like the tail of it go by or like just his face. And I knew he was being walked within like a four block radius and I would get so excited. Like like there's something wrong with me when I'd see the Merle Pomeranian. Oh yeah. Well, it's like looking at a wonder, wonder of the world, you know? You yes. Get when you see a waterfall. It's just yeah, I, a, beautiful, a beautiful piece of nature. It's the rainbow of dogs. Go Google Merle Pomeranian and just enjoy your life. Uh, Wait, I'll give an Instagram. Oh, yeah. What? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, give an Instagram, please. I need to know. Um, Norman the Pomsky. My cousin Brett is friends with, I guess, the owner and they... And it was staying at their house for a little bit. It is a large Pomeranian. Oh. It's a Pomeranian husky. Beautiful. 
gorgeous dog. Gorgeous, beautiful teeth, beautifully trained. And I got to go hang out with them. Anyways, it's just a very expensive mix. Yeah. Everything. Anyway, beautiful coat. Gorgeous. I'll take I'll take it. I'll take anything fluffy. Do you have any other any other accounts you follow that are hilarious? Dog related? Or animal related? Animal related accounts. I have to think about that. I know. Uh, I had a problem thinking about it. Uh, I can tell you that um, one time I like checked my Google search history and it was just like chubby dogs, chubby cats, <laughs> chubby hamsters. <laughs> so revealing. Of, mm-hmm. of knowledge. Um, of knowledge. Chubby dogs. Knowledge about thick cats. animals. Yeah. Anonymous. I'm a 33-year-old self-employed classical musician. I went to university for three degrees over eight years, and it really got my perform and I and only really got my performing teaching career off the ground and full time a couple of years ago at 31. Even pre-COVID, I started having thoughts of needing a career change to something that was more secure and had the potential of earning more than 32k Canadian, which is like ten dollars. Um, Since COVID, like most performers, our regular gigs have almost completely vanished. I'm still teaching online, which is keeping me afloat, but it's not what I went to school for exactly. I'm an orchestral musician. I have interest in science, particularly psych and physiotherapy. I know that it's never too late to start a new career, but I'm worried about the timeline. Go take undergrad courses to fill the prerequisites, one to two years, master's degree, two to three years. Start actually working and earning income, age 37, 38. Uh, Then I'd have to work until I'm 70 to save enough for an okay pension. Oi. What would you do? As a musician, I'll be doing what I love, maybe, but I will have to depend more on teaching. Or could I switch careers and still perform, but not teach, but lose my way for more years of my 30s? I'd also like to have kids. I'd really like to know my thoughts. I have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. Do you? Go for it. I want you to go first because then I'll make sure I understood it. Here's what you do. Do not go back to school, okay? Schooling is done. You've learned what you need to learn. Go work, go strategize, get creative. Think about what you can do to make money. Money is freedom. And I would do anything I can to get classes out there, to put a webinar together for people to learn to do this thing. Get smart and creative and strategize about how to work to make money. Don't worry too much about switching careers late in life and all that stuff. You're 31, you're super young. So Mm. I would just say, get smart and creative about and strategize about how to make money right now. Don't go back to school. That's what I would do. They say I have interest in sciences, particularly psychology and physiotherapy, which you do need degrees to practice. But I also wonder, because it seems like although that is all the same side of the brain, it seems like a little all over the place. And to have gone and gotten all this education as a classical musician, and I do think those things, I don't know how, but those things must tie together in terms of neurological function or something like that. Could you pair with a psychologist for music therapy? Can you teach music therapy? Like, how do you not totally throw your skills out the window Um, I don't totally disagree with Jess that, you know, going, a lot of people go back to school during times like this, but you do have to, I guess it's free in Canada, but still maybe you do have to pay for it. I would never be deterred by I'll be this age one day because you're going to be that age anyway, but it sounds like you're kind of running from something. Follow the joy and run Mm. toward the fear. If you're afraid of doing something, it's a sign that you should do it. Can I tell you, 
my screensaver on my phone says, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Oh, that's good. You, you know, Ianla Van Zant, Oprah's uh, person that she, she has a show on the O network and she has like a podcast and stuff. I think she has a podcast. I was listening to her on a podcast and she's mm. like, if there's not pee dripping down your legs, you're not living right. And I, ever since then, I was like, be so afraid and do it. Oh, be see, I... And do it. No, I'm like so. I mean, people that are incapacitated and paralyzed no, with pee dripping no, 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 down no, their no. legs in a hospital bed. Not literally, but just basically, like if you're terrified, do it. Right. I just, I just like it's. Yeah, there's. You just have to do. Run towards the fear and do it. Yeah, it says but it's not what I want to do for school. I'm an orchestral musician. I think you like it. I also think it's very easy when we are doing something and it's not paying out the way we want to be like, well, I must want something else. And it's like, but what in your dream of dreams, if someone was like, hey, here's the best orchestral pit boss job, would you want that? And kind of like Jess did, you know, you're like, here are the two passions I have. I'm just going to do it, not worrying about anything else. I think... I also think any time in my life I've been nervous about, you know, I don't want to meet this person or I don't want to attend this thing or I don't want to do this. It's never been bad. I've always, any show that was going to suck, I've always, even if the show did suck, I've always walked off stage a better comic than I was an hour ago. Mm. So there's always, it's just about how you look at it. You should, I think you need to sort of reevaluate and ask yourself what you're afraid of. Oh, that's that fear. Perfect. Good advice. Reevaluate and ask yourself what you're afraid of. And we all have permission to step out of our lives and look in and say, I want to do something different. I Mm -hmm. want, we always have permission to change our minds. You can change your mind and change your path whenever you want. You really can. I mean, my own father, and this is in my book, he was in the menswear industry for like 25 years. And then that industry sometime in the early 2000s dried up and he had a family. And he, I remember sitting with him in the car and he was like, I'm going to get my, fuck, what is my dad doing? It's like a, I'm going to get like my license to work for Principal Financial. Like I'm going to get that job. And he pivoted, started a brand new job, had nothing to do with men's fashion or creativity or materials or any of the things we grew up with. And started from scratch and now is like one of the top guys at his office. Really? Because, he, because it wasn't, it's not insurance and policies that he has a passion for. It's people and connecting with people. And he may, he does his own seminars. Like he found oh, a way. Wow. Because That's I think in his heart. Cool. Yeah. He wants to be like a performer, but you know, at a certain point you can't do that. And I think he found a way to make it performative and to make yeah. it. So you can figure that out. If my dad could do it in like his 40s or 50s at the time, you can do it. And it's really great that he was just to know, okay, I know I like working with people. So Mm -hmm. I can do so many things that have something to do with working with people and I will be happy. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I always felt like I could have done, if somebody had given me a chance at something, like I had a job as a copywriter and if someone was like, do you want to produce a commercial? Like I may have become that. Like Mm -hmm. you just need someone to set you in a direction and and just go and the pat and the the joy will come with it i think i agree here's a let's do let's do a long question it's 11 all right we won't do it jess has got to go that's okay i i'm here if you want to do it I'm- i want to read it because i see the word toast and i'm like what could this possibly be about okay 
We'll just do your hot take on it. We I literally have nothing else to do today. This was my plan. That's okay. It. Okay. I'm in we'll kimono. do this. I'm in my kimono. I'm chilling. I've been admiring your necklace, but what does it say? It's a nameplate. Yeah, this was my mom's. All these necklaces were my mom's in the I love that. 70s. It says Judy. Oh, Judy. oh. Yeah, it says Judy. You know? Oh, that's great. I have all her Brooklyn gold jewelry on. I love it. I love it. I'm living for that J. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Here's the question. I need wedding help. I'm just trying to be a bride having fun in 2020. I'm just trying to be a bride having fun in 2020 and actually doing a pretty good job. Half off chocolate. That's one of my jokes. Loads of Garth Brooks and donut with a sign that says, don't mind if I do. Okay. But my mom is being a total bridezilla. When she was shopping for her mother of the bride dress, she kept telling me it wasn't the one and she wasn't getting that special feeling from the dress. She also wanted to be the one to walk me down the aisle, but I've always envisioned walking myself down the aisle. Uh, dad's out of the picture. I'm an independent woman. Damn it. Nobody's going to give me away but myself. Eh. Then she was going to settle for a tea party where she read me a poem during my husband's mother-son dance. That's a hard no. She can have a toast. Oh, it's not. Okay. So toast with something else, which is already way dangerous enough. Now the part, I feel like we might have the same mother. Now the part I need advice for. My mom is starting a fight two weeks before the wedding. She informed me she was staying with us when she comes for the wedding. She's in Indiana. We're in Michigan. And that's a hard no. She cannot stay here on our wedding night. What the fuck? She told me she couldn't afford a hotel. So I told her I'd use some hotel voucher and give her a room. Now she texts me about how much overtime she's working to pay for her room to sleep in, guilt tripping me that the mother of honor is is staying with me the night before the wedding. This same call, she also informs me she's bringing a date. She's not even seeing anyone. Is it crazy my mom is bringing a semi-rando to my wedding and how do I handle her really aggressive passive aggressiveness? Because her shit doesn't stop there. I do have an ex- experienced mom managing bridesmaid assigned to her, but I wonder if it's not enough to keep her from breaking me down and ruining the most special day for me. Ooh, I got thoughts, but go ahead, Jess. Oh, man. I want to hear your thoughts. Here's my thought. Do not give yourself away. Your mother raised you. And I appreciate that you're an independent woman. You are that independent woman because of her. So you're robbing her of the joy of like doing this final right for you. It's it's a little selfish. Um, it is weird that she stays in the house. If your mother truly has no money, then it's not the the biggest deal in the world if she's in another bedroom. You've been a teenager. You've had sex in the same house as your mother. She wants to bring a date so she doesn't feel alone. She's the mother of the bride. She does not have a husband. And it's probably going to be mostly your friends there. And it doesn't sound like she has the biggest hand in this. She wants to feel special and for it to be special. I it's I, I get that she's a maniac. I would try to have a little bit more compassion. I because love the answer. You're, you're sounding really intolerant of a single woman who probably gave you everything. Wow. What so empathetic towards the mom. Cause I was just thinking like, this is your day. It's okay to mm. have boundaries. If you right. feel like you don't want something, it's okay. But now I'm kind of like, Oh fuck, you're right. She's, I think just compromise and just mm-hmm. realize people get in a frenzy over weddings. It is not, I mean, it's a big, big deal. But, you know, it's okay to compromise on your wedding. I don't, if you don't want your mom staying with you and you're paying for a hotel room for her, I don't know why she's complaining about working overtime. Explain Yeah, that's weird. Put it on a credit card or whatever. That way, if you don't want her in your house, you can have her in a hotel and put her up. I think, yeah, let her bring a date. It's fine. You'll never have to see that man. And I love that you're like, I love that you're just saying like, she raised you. 
she should walk you down the aisle. Um, I don't know. I think it's just pick your battles. And Mm -hmm. um, if something makes you super uncomfortable, it's okay to have boundaries, but then also realize your mom probably sacrificed everything to have you and to be your mom. So don't forget that. Yeah. So just, yeah, compromise for sure. I totally agree with that. And now it's time for Top of the Cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Are you prepared with your top and bottom of the cob? Yes. You have them? The bottom part is hard, you know? It always like, is, isn't it? You're like, because I'm so positive. <laughs> well, like, well, I don't complain. I don't know what to complain about. Or just to, like, have, like, a, I did have a shitty day. I don't know. It could be well, that. It could be that, but it could be something so specific. Like, I hate when they automatically give you a straw at a coffee place. Because <laughs> I, I bring my own straw. Okay, wait. Okay, can I hear your top and bottom? Sure. My top is, and I decided to do canine theme for you. Ooh. Um, my top is, even though people have told me not to, kissing my dog right on the mouth. Okay. I love kissing her on the mouth. I love lifting up her lip flap and smelling her gums. I love kissing her on the teeth. I don't care. I love wholeheartedly. Blanche had horrible breath. Tianfu has perfect teeth. I just, there's nothing more more special than dog romance. <laughs> she does have a cute, smushy little mouth. Oh, I kiss my dog up right here on the lips. I you have to. I don't lift her gum and get up in her mouth. That's okay. But it is a good thing to do. We can go back to the dental question. It's a good thing yeah. to do. Check your dog's teeth. I check I, them out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's beautiful. Somebody said kissing him on the mouth like it was a bacteria thing. I'm like, she licks her butthole and I'll kiss her mouth. I mean, they're not at the same time. I don't care what people think of that. As long as it's not at the same time, we're okay. Yeah. And you want me to do my bottom before you do your top and bottom? Or do you want to do your top? My top is opening my shop. No, my show. My fucking show came out. My show came out. Hot dog on HBO Max. Um, It's like the coolest fucking thing ever. I can't believe it's real life. It, I have it, a question it, for you. Yeah. Are you an executive producer on that? Was that your idea or did they cast you? You're an executive producer on that. I am. It, I developed the show with one of my clients who this is what she does. And uh-huh. when I met her like years ago, probably like three years ago, she was like, we're making a show. And we just started developing it together and it actually happened. I think that's so wonderful and it's because you open yourself up in this different way uh, and you pursued your passion. I also think it's funny. It's like we're making a show. First, a network has to appear out of thin air after streamers take over. But once that happens, we're going to pitch to that network. Um, That's fantastic that you're an executive producer and you're a judge. Yeah. And so when I mean, also the show is completely my brand. Like it's dogs blowing in the wind. It's wood paneling. No, it is you. Yeah. It's seventies music. It's very much the Jess Rona stamp for sure. It's also, if you watch the trailer, it's not unlike a great British bake off. Like it's just fun. Like it's just sugar. It, there's no, no one's upset. No one's like, it's just lighthearded. Everyone's having a great, it's like a party where you're grooming dogs. That's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to just that. bring joy. We wanted to make people happy and smile and just bring them joy. That's what my that. whole brand and everything and mission is to just spread joy for sure. There's no higher purpose, honestly. Um, 
Well, now we're going to bring it down with the bottom of the cob. All right. Well, my bottom of the cob. This is so awful. People are going to hate this. I don't want to hear your story about your dog. Like, especially if my dog is here and I'm showing you something, I don't want to hear like, oh, well, buttons, this thing where I leave the door and then they'll come in. Like, I can't visualize it. I don't care. I know in your mind it's really vivid, but you're, I don't want to hear your dog's <laughs> so bad. Can I tell you something? Yes. I don't want to fucking hear it either. Thank you. Thank you. That is my, that's, I fully piggyback on that because can you imagine being me? Everybody tells me about their dog's health problems. Yes. Everyone's dog's skin issues. I know what they didn't want to eat. I know their bowel stuff. I know all of that. And I don't want to hear that either. No. I I really do. And then I found myself doing it. My dog. Because you want to talk about your dog. Thing, and I told someone and I watched the, the death come over their eyes. Just like, <sighs> really? I watched the glaze come over their yeah. eyes and they were like, and I, as I was saying it, I was like, I'm one of them now. I'm talking about my dog's skin issue. Because you think it's special and you think that person wants to hear it. Seldom do they? Mm-hmm. I felt bad yesterday. My mom, we were on FaceTime and I, I had just finished walking Tianfu and she had lost her mind at a dog. Like to the point where I was like, Come, this thing, like she has a choke collar, not a choke collar, but like a little noose. Yeah. She, she'll break her throat. She doesn't care. Like, she's just like, I fucking hate that dog. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Telling my mom and she launches into a thing about her dog. Her dog has never let me pet him, is very particular. And I'm like, it's even worse to hear about a dog that like I don't connect with. <laughs> No, yeah. No. Anyway. And also when you bad, talk about your dog, if you have a story, obviously like if something happens and you tell me yes. a story about your dog is a lunatic, then I'm, it's not as bad as if you go on about their bowel movements or whatever. Yes. Or their moody anal glands. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah. Well, Chester likes a little bit of chicken, but sometimes like, oh, fucking yes. here. Every day, oh. every day, my friend. Well, that's my bottom of the cob. Do you have one? I mean, my landlord's kind of being a dick. There you go. There you my go. Installed a window in my new shop, a new window where an old air conditioning unit used to be. And there's the window is just an inch short of the top. So there's a hole. And oh. that bothers me because I asked him a month ago to fix it. Mm. And he just isn't fixing it. And it's very annoying. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like angry because I keep asking. Fix fucking window. If you're going to yeah, do it, make, I don't care how small it is. Do it right. Do it right. Don't make me be the bad person because I'm asking you to do your job. But you know the truth is, your show's going to be such a hit that you're going to go to him in a couple months and be like, I'm taking my business elsewhere or fix your shit because yeah, I can afford I it. Like I'm not paying my rent until you fix this crack in my window. You there you said- go. Or, or don't end up with a lawsuit. Don't get sued, Jess, uh, for being a negligent tenant and be like, guess what? I'm buying this building from your boss, landlord. <laughs> I would love to buy the building. There you go. One day, I, I do think I will. That's how you build wealth. Uh, the show is Hot Dog on HBO Max. It premiered on September 24th. How many episodes are there? We've got six now and six coming at you by the end of the year. You guys... We all need we all need dogs. We all need just pure entertainment. And I think we all need a little bit of Jess Rona. So follow her at Jess Rona Grooming. And if you hadn't seen it before, heard it before, check it out. Take your dog to her, but just watch the dog videos and turn the volume up. 
Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we leave? You know, I have a shop now. It's in Larchmont in Los Angeles. I have a crew of groomers that are amazing that have been working with me for a few years now. So you can book appointments with them. At JessRonaGrooming.com? Yeah, JessRonaGrooming.com. Jess Rona, secretly Jewish, not Italian. Turns out, secretly Jewish. I'm so glad after all these years, you've touched two of my most precious belongings, Tianfu and Blanche. I'm so glad we finally got to meet. You are lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great. Yeah, hopefully one day we'll meet in person. I'll, I'll bring my own dog to grooming instead of having Emily oh, do it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy. I'm okay, so- that's... Okay, I'll take that note. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Hard pass on me? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Jess Rona, everyone. 